0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Copan. It's April 2, 2021, and this is Lift and Learn episode 29. In this episode, I'll be breaking down superfoods and overcoming knee problems. Before that, though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately, and that might include fitness-related topics, and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host, on Instagram... It's Isaiah.Copon, and you can also check out my website, IsaiahCopon.com. The podcast is on Instagram, at Lift and Learn Podcast, on Twitter, at Lift and Learn Pod, and also on Facebook. You can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into it. So this episode is out, and it's April 2nd, if you're listening to it on the first day. But I am recording this on April 1st, and I completely forgot it was April Fool's Day today. So I was confused this morning when I was reading a bunch of news. None of the April Fool's jokes this year were anywhere near the past years though, as far as I can remember. I remember especially gaming companies used to go all out on April Fool's before. I remember this one year where Blizzard, who makes StarCraft and WarCraft... They said they were introducing some new game or StarCraft with weird units or whatever. Even Google, who usually does a few things on April 1st, decided not to do anything this year because of all the fake news going on or whatever. If you remember though, Gmail was actually launched on April 1st and people thought that was a joke at first, but look at it now. Still though, there were a few, uh, few jokes out there. D brand sent me an email I usually buy my phone skins and I bought a ps4 skin from them one time too But they sent me an email that said something like skins for your face So I clicked it and the email said they were now selling masks three for the price of three <laughs> That was pretty funny. And then my cousin showed me one from Magic Spoon 2 so that's a company who's been making the protein cereal And they fake announced a collab with Bonza or something to make mac and cheese cereal. Interesting concept there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, another one that I almost fell for was from Canadian Protein actually. They announced chocolate mini eggs that were built with whey protein concentrate. I almost fell for that one since I recently bought some mini eggs for Easter this weekend. Yo, I forgot how good those are. Alrighty then, let's get into my training, which was just alright for the week. I moved up to 145 uh, pounds this week on overhead press, and I did that on the past weekend, I think. And I got that for 4 reps, which is actually pretty difficult, but I managed to push through. And in terms of squatting, I've been working through some lower back soreness, and a little bit of pain in my right groin area, so I've been going a bit lighter than usual when it comes to squatting. Still, though, on my safety squat bar game for another week or so until I won't be able to do that anymore. So I couldn't really go too intense when it came to my squatting, so that meant I needed to add in some volume with some sets of lunges, which, uh, that felt pretty good. Along with some machine work. Still got a good leg pump, nonetheless. What else? Uh, okay, what else is there? Incline bench press. I felt 240 this week for four reps. I recorded that one, and I think when I recorded and I looked back at the footage, my butt came off the seat maybe for the last two reps, so so I gotta clean that up before I decide to increase weight again. I've been seeing a lot of these young lifters pop up on my Instagram explore page lately actually, trying to bench way more weight than they should be. It seems like it's become a new trend to go for your sloppiest one rep max on bench press. Luckily, they're younger, so they might not get injured necessarily, but, I mean, if they keep doing these kinds of challenges or trends where they try to one rep max on exercises every damn week, then that's just a waste of time, to be honest, especially if the form is horrible from what I saw. Alright, enough about that rant. Besides that, I don't really know about any news that caught my eye again this week. But earlier this week, there were rumors that were going around that Volkswagen, at least in the USA, would be renamed to, or from Volkswagen to Volkswagen, (laughs) And that name change would be because of their obvious focus on electric vehicles currently and in the future. But that just seemed honestly like an early April Fool's joke that leaked or something. And back home, Ontario is going into yet another lockdown. Man, I purposely left the place to try to avoid the first shutdown orders, which was before Christmas, and now they're going back into another full lockdown. That's just great. Apparently, there's a record num- high number of people in the ICU now, and the COVID cases are way up again because of the new and stronger variants. Can't wait to go back home now. So, starting April 3rd, which is Saturday... There is going to be a four-week full lockdown in effect to try to fight this third wave. That means the gyms definitely won't be open even after I go home and complete my 14-day quarantine. Sad times. Please, if you're out there, send some damn vaccines to Canada. Please, because that rollout is super slow right now. Alright, what else did I read this week? Uh, There's some TV news that went on. The Witcher Season 2 has apparently finished filming. Personally, I still need to finish Season 1, so maybe I'll be starting that one from the beginning for a third time. I don't know why, I just couldn't get into it, but it looks like I'll have a lot of time in the near future to watch that. And HBO's The Last of Us, or their adaptation, will actually be shooting this summer, and they're going to be doing that in Calgary, Alberta, and I thought that was pretty cool. And before I jump into the topics today, I just want to say one more thing about how diet affected my training this week. So lately, I've been having rice and eggs for breakfast, since I usually just have only enough time to whip up something quick before leaving the house. Well, one day this week, and you'll know this if you follow me on Instagram... Uh, One day this week I forgot to make breakfast before, or sorry, I forgot to make rice before bed, so I had to switch up my breakfast this one day before I went into the gym to train. That morning I ended up having two eggs along with a bowl of Greek yogurt and a carton each of raspberries and blackberries. Man, not only was that that tasted so good for breakfast, but I noticed way more energy than I was expecting, or what I usually get from my other typical breakfast. I ended up having a great workout and even underestimated my strength for that one, so fruits are highly recommended in the mornings when it comes to energy. I usually also have a banana or two before I leave the house, but I didn't need it that morning. Topic 1. What is a superfood? So, first of all, before I really dive into this topic the term superfoods is actually a made-up term created by the food industry to try and sell more of whatever they were claiming to be super. That being said, superfoods as we know them do have certain characteristics, and they're going to be mostly made up of fruits and vegetables. So a superfood is a food that's nutrient-dense, that means it's rich in essential nutrients and fiber, while being relatively low in sugar and saturated fats. And there are also more superfoods than what the media proclaims. Remember that you can't really overdose on micronutrients if they're coming from natural sources like fruits and vegetables, and I already mentioned that last week actually where I broke down the difference in sugars in fruits and vegetables versus highly processed foods. And if you didn't listen to that episode, spoiler alert, sugars in fruits and vegetables are much better for you than the added sugars found in processed foods. Now, the one that's usually one of the first ones to be talked about when the word superfood comes up is kale. And that's because it's one of the most nutrient-dense foods out there. It has a bunch of antioxidants in there, and it's a good source of vitamin C, vitamin K, vitamin A, and even has lutein, which is great for keeping your eyes in good health as well. And kale is a good superfood. But in reality, all dark, leafy greens in general are going to be considered a superfood, so that includes spinach, collard greens, and even ones that might appear to just be regular vegetables like cabbage and romaine lettuce. They're all great. And that's because they contain a bunch of nutrients that are really good for you, especially when it comes to reducing your chances of developing heart disease and type 2 diabetes. That's because most of them contain folate, calcium, iron, vitamin C, and fiber, which I've talked about before. I mentioned last week that berries are great snacks to have because they're low in calories and contain vitamins and minerals that'll be beneficial for you. Well, because of that and the amount of antioxidants they contain, you could also consider berries like raspberries, blueberries, blackberries, strawberries, and cranberries. You can consider those superfoods as well. Like I said, I usually have these either by themselves because they're already good enough, but sometimes I'll pair them with Greek yogurt just to also get some protein in there as well. And speaking about Greek yogurt, believe it or not, you can even consider that to be a superfood as well. And that's because of the probiotics that you can get from them. In case you don't know already, probiotics are beneficial bacteria that you'll find in foods, That's live microorganisms that you'll find in some foods. Meanwhile, you may have heard of the term prebiotics. And that's actually a type of fiber that'll feed the bacteria that you already have in your gut. So basically that's food for bacteria that's already in your large intestine. So yogurts in general can be good for you because they'll have these good bacteria in them. There's some other fruits that could also be considered a superfood as well. And a special one is actually pineapple. That's because pineapple contains bromelain or bromelain, which, uh, hold on, let me read this one. Okay, hold on. Bromelain is a proteolytic enzyme and breaks down the chemical structure of protein. And that's actually why it's used as a meat tenderizer, but those same enzymes could be broken down by heat, which is actually why you can't use pineapple in some recipes. Another fruit that has been glorified by putting it on some toast, avocado. Of course, this one also has a ton of vitamins in there, along with an abundance of healthy fats. And if you're cooking, there's an easy way to get some superfoods into your diet as well. And it actually makes it pretty simple. Foods like ginger, garlic, and olive oil can also be considered superfoods too. And that's why it's the base for a lot of meals, actually. Garlic is an important one. It could lower blood pressure, lower cholesterol, and your chances of developing heart disease, and could also boost your immune system as well. That's why most of the foods I cook, I also use some olive oil along with chopped up garlic. And when it comes to ginger, I actually noticed so many benefits having ginger tea with lemon and honey during the cold months to boost my immune system and prevent any kind of sickness. I was really into this when COVID was starting to get real crazy in winter 2019 and early 2020. Speaking about garlic and ginger and in terms of cooking, herbs and spices could affect your food a lot more than just taste. They could have antioxidant properties as well, whether that be herbs, things like sage, rosemary, or even spices. This is due to their content in flavonoids, which could improve your cardiovascular health, and other substances able to fight free radicals. Rosemary, which is something that seems so small and simple, but that actually has molecules able to prevent the oxidation of fats. Turmeric has a polyphenolic compound in there called curcumin, which could also have some antioxidant properties and anti-inflammatory effects as well. Again, when we're talking about synergistic effect, absorption of these effects can actually be increased by combining it with something like black pepper. And to finish listing a few superfoods that are out there, Having real tea like echinacea and even green tea is a good one as well. And no, I don't think Arizona's green tea is going to qualify in this conversation. I think it has to be real green tea. Because real green tea has some caffeine in there along with L-theanine, which can both directly affect brain function in a positive way. So yeah, I listed a bunch of possible superfoods there over the last few minutes. But again, if we go back to the original definition of what qualifies as a superfood... A superfood is just a food that's nutrient-dense, that means rich in essential nutrients, while being relatively low in sugar and saturated fats. Fruits and vegetables make up a majority of these, and yes, there are tiers when it comes to superfoods, and you should always be eating an abundance of foods in general. Just because you eat one of these one time during the day doesn't necessarily mean that you'll automatically be living a better life you need to find a way to incorporate these foods into your life regularly and on a daily basis. The diet that'll help you live the most healthy life possible is one that features a wide variety of foods. That's what'll translate into a wide and diverse gut microbiome, which will basically protect you from all ailments like reducing the way aging plays a part in your health and your skin. It'll reduce possible joint issues you have. You'll be improving your brain and heart health along with your mental health, and you'll be stronger and be able to live a more independent life for a longer amount of time, which should always be one of your long-term goals. Topic 2. Overcoming knee problems. This one's not going to happen overnight, especially if you're coming off of a serious injury. Even many athletes, especially when they have a surprisingly quick recovery, have a higher chance of re-injuring the exact area, or an area close to where they specifically got the injury, or even possibly could develop an injury somewhere in the other leg because they had to compensate with it for so long. Okay, like uh, if you injure your right knee, you could possibly develop something like a hamstring injury in your other leg, your left leg because it had to basically carry the weight for an extended amount of time. If you look at athletes with a more serious injury, like an Achilles injury, sometimes they'll re-injure something else in that same leg like a hamstring or a quad. This is actually something that Kevin Durant is kinda going through this year. He injured his Achilles last year and this year he's been dealing with issues with a hamstring injury. Alright, so you may have heard about Rice. Now, newer research shows that Rest, Ice, Compression, Elevation, which is what RICE stands for, could be good at first. But after the initial injury heals itself, you don't really want to be resting or icing it too often. That being said, ice is good to use if you're looking to reduce swelling in that area, but if you don't have that, then you don't really need to be applying it. And when it comes to rest... This is great for an injury that you just had happen, but if you're already over that part or recovered, then resting could actually do you more harm than good. To fully recover, you need to actually start doing light exercise and then gradually build it up from there. And that's because when that initial injury heals itself, the only thing that'll make it better after that point is to build that strength that you lost while the injury was repairing and healing itself. After that, it's time to build strength and muscle back in that area along with surrounding areas so that you're able to mobilize and stabilize properly again. So when it comes to overcoming knee injuries, remember that it'll take a while. It's a process and don't try to rush that process. And that's true for any kind of injury really. After that initial injury heals, you need to get back to doing some kind of physical activity like I said and that includes building strength in the knee and even in surrounding areas. Since we're talking specifically about the knee here, that means also strengthening your feet, your hips, ankles, and even working on the IT band will help as well. Something as simple as foam rolling could even give you some temporary relief if you have some knee issues that you're trying to work around so that you can perform some strengthening movements. Something like weight loss could help relieve some tension on your knees as well. So that's something that you can also do. Obviously, if you weigh less, that'll be less tension that your knees will have to go through on a daily basis. So getting back into what can help you recover, mobility exercises are going to be great and should be a part of your regular day. And they'll be especially useful if you're trying to recover from an injury like one in the knee. And when it comes to doing light exercise or mobility work, you should focus on the knee, but also, like with strengthening, should also involve the surrounding muscles and joints as well. That means basically everything in your lower body, like your hips and ankles as well, like I said earlier. Simple movements you can do, even just at home, could be easy things like simulating a leg extension while just sitting down on the couch or a chair. Or step-ups could be great for strengthening the leg as a whole. Step-ups will be working that knee joint specifically, along with hitting the quads, hamstrings, and glutes as well, depending on your emphasis during the movement. And if you find that strengthening movements aren't working to improve your knee issues, then it could be time to see some kind of specialist. That could be a sign of a more serious injury or... A nagging problem that maybe exercises won't fix. If it's getting worse over time and the pain is bothering you most of the day, then seeing a doctor or a specialist uh, would be a better idea. For most cases though, I do believe that you could relieve most of the issues with exercise and of course with a bit of improvement in your diet as well. And that concludes episode 29 of the podcast thank you for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Kopan on Instagram, and you can also check out my website, IsaiahKopan.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at lift and learn podcast on Instagram. And there's also a Facebook page if you just search lift and learn podcast. Again, thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week with another episode where I'll be talking about exercise as medicine and the purpose of a lifting belt.